Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Stunning, stunning. I just want to say a big thank you to Midsummer for hosting this event with us and also to Evie's Disco Diner. Thank you so much for hosting us tonight. Um, also, don't forget, please hang around afterwards. We are going to be hanging around, having a drink, and let's have a chat. We're going to get smashed. <laughs> Speaking of getting smashed, I forgot to say, if you do want to drink throughout the show, um, pop your hand up, and the lovely bar staff will come over and sort your drink out for you so you don't have to get up. If, you, if you're not close to the bar, they'll come and get your drink for you. I know. Table service at a podcast. What the fuck? That's great, sir. Also, Mikey <laughs> made this hat. Round of applause for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you all. Stunning. Stunning. And so, for some reason, they decided to get me to explain how tonight was going to run, which I think was a very bad decision. But basically, we are going to record an episode of the show live, so it's just like you've been listening, we're going to go through some topics, there will be a bucket of pig's blood dropped on one of you at some point. It'll be um, Luke's hot boyfriend. (laughs) But that's the fun of the night. Um... To give you a bit of a heads up at the topics, um, we're going to be talking about consent. We're going to be talking about big dicks. We know that's why you guys are here. Straight men and the topic you've all wanted us to chip in on, the AFL. (laughs) It's not a joke. We're talking about the football. Brace yourselves. We literally are. And so why not just get started? Are you guys guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Is this thing on? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, we can all hear you, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I had to do it. I had to do it. So we thought we'd start off with something, um, probably one of the heavier topics of tonight. I'd say probably, well, not as heavy as a big dick, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
just thought we'd start on a light note. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as always, start on a light note. Yeah, but we, we wanted to talk about consent, and specifically consent within the LGBT community, yeah. or for us as gay men. Mm-hmm. Consent is something that's fascinated me, you know, so much, especially growing up as, like, a good Catholic boy. I didn't even know it existed until, like, six weeks ago. Yeah, no and consent then I suddenly, rea- suddenly realised that Thank there was you, George Takai, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um, so, really, this conversation started with the Me Too movement. Hashtag Me Too. I want to point out it was started years before that. I think about yeah, I think it sort of became more mainstream media started talking yeah, about it with the yeah. Me Too movement. Yeah. Around 2006. Yeah. Um, but then the witch from Charmed uh. also tweeted about it. <laughs> and it gained a lot more traction. Uh. But it's an important topic and it's something I'm really glad that we started talking about, specifically for women as well. Yeah. And the stories that came out, there were friends that I've known for years who suddenly had the courage to say, I've been carrying this thing mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. for years and years and years and years. And what fascinated me the most, I think, was that the conversation sort of trickled a little bit into gay culture yeah. and into how we treat each other mm-hmm. and our kind of ideas of consent. Yeah. But it didn't blow up, I think, in the same way. So why not blow it up tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Let's blow it up. It's so weird to be in front of <laughs> everyone. So a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. It's an interesting this. thing. You sort of say it like it trickled into the gay scene. I do feel like the gay community, and I obviously love the gay community. I'm part of it. It's where I live my life and I do my work. Um, but I feel like we've sort of closed shop on that conversation. Like we're, totally. We're not opening it up. And, and having the same conversation that the heterosexual community, which oh. is being led by very brave women, yeah. Yeah. Um, are having. We're not, we're not doing that. Mm. Well, sorry, no, that's not true. I think uh, definitely the trans community have been very brave and started yeah. talking about it, but yeah. the gay male community have definitely not been as open and, and uh, having the same conversations that they're having. Yeah, I'm really happy we get to talk about this tonight because I've lost count of how many dicks have been in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But I probably didn't want to be there. And yeah. It it wasn't until the Me Too movement and my strong female friends talking to me about it and having conversations that they would say, I would talk about some exploits I'd had on Grindr, you know, I'm not Mm. perfect, and they would go, that wasn't a consensual experience. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, And I had always interpreted, I've said it on the show before, that sometimes I feel like sex in the gay community Mm is like a Bitcoin. <laughs> it, it, it's like this virtual currency yeah. we have. Who yeah. have we fucked? Who's fucking us? Yeah. And it's a, it's a major... And you're showing thing. photos and bragging about your yeah. women. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how much time I have to go through because <laughs> I wrote but a list. No, we don't have enough time <laughs> for your PowerPoint slides. No. Because yes. I wrote a list. Do you think as gay men, though, we become very numb to it? Because our, our community is so hypersexualized. And everything we have from like the apps to like going out clubbing and everything, it just is such a big part of our culture totally. that we just become numb to and we can't really identify when it's actually happening. Absolutely, but, yeah. yeah. For so long I had this idea in my head that if I had engaged in a conversation with someone mm-hmm. online and invited them to my place yeah. or to meet with them, that I was obligated to have sex with them. Yeah. Or at yeah. the least... A hand job. Poor them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, 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 it was just ingrained in me. Like yeah. I didn't even made need to be a house for you. Like Uber rides and stuff. 
I'd made an arrangement. <laughs> it was a deal. It was done. And <laughs> it took my friends to tell me that's not the that's not the case. You're allowed that's to not just how it goes. Like, yeah, no. like. You can mm. actually say no yeah. at any point. I've changed my yeah. mind on this. Yeah. I'm sorry I invited you all the way yeah. to my place. You don't get to decide what other people consider consent. Mm. Like you like if someone's feeling uncomfortable, that is up to them and you don't get to decide that. Consent. It's yeah, it's interesting you say it's seeping its way into the gay community and I definitely agree with that. I feel like one of the really interesting spaces to talk about this in physically is gay saunas, which is one of my favourite topics. <laughs> oh, boy. Absolutely. It was but, only a matter of time. But, but, but it is. Like, it's a really yeah. interesting thing to think about because the heterosexual <laughs> community doesn't have... Well, they do, well, but they not, uh, they're not yeah. as regular, not as common in the heterosexual mm-hmm. community, um, gay saunas. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by Wet on Wellington. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and koala.com.au. <laughs> I like this having consensual sex on a really comfortable <laughs> mattress. <laughs> Um, but it is an, an interesting thing because once you're in a sauna, you know, if you're in a dark room, is that consent? If you're on all fours, not looking away, not giving a fuck who's fucking you, is that consent? And I don't want to stop people because I do have friends that, like, I mean, I go to saunas and I love them. I'm probably not as um, free with the sex as, yeah. as some people are yeah. in the saunas. But there are, I have friends that like hanging in a swing and mm-hmm. just whoever <laughs> fucking them, fucking them. Now, there's no process of giving consent in that thing, except that he hasn't said no, but that doesn't necessarily mean consent. A week later, he doesn't regret that. He enjoys it and he goes back and does it again. So that yeah. I, I don't really know what the answer is to that topic, but I think it's really interesting. But, sorry to go back to what I was saying, <laughs> to agree with you. <laughs> sorry, I talk too much. Our editor, Dan, um, usually cuts out half the shit I say. <laughs> so, But it is interesting because... 14 years ago, when I was just 18, I went to... Does everyone remember the old bookshop on Commercial Road in between Diva and uh, the market? Is anyone old enough to remember? And they had the dark room upstairs. And I called in sick to work. And I went there, and I went upstairs, and I was so excited, and and I hung out there for about an hour and a half, and no one came up. And then this guy came, and he was a bit older, and I wasn't really attracted to him, and he just sort of started giving me head and so I thought well I just have to do this I didn't really particularly want to do it It, uh, I'm not scarred by it um, but someone else might be you know would would you consider that sexual assault? well see in this day and age I would now know that it would have been okay for me to say no I'm not comfortable with that another time not long after that when I had only just started going to wet on Wellington (laughs) (laughs) it's not a good story Um, (laughs) only like a couple years later I started going to wet on Wellington and I because I wasn't very good at taking drugs at the time and I've learned how to take the right amount of drugs and that sort of stuff now. But at the time, that night, I took too many drugs and realised I needed to pass out. So I went to a room, locked the door and fell asleep, woke up and a guy was getting ready to fuck me. He climbed over the wall. Now, again, I'm fine. Like, this is not something that I have emotional scarring from, but it's definitely not a consensual situation. Other people could have had scarring from waking up to that. And at the time, I just thought, oh, lucky I woke up. If it happened to me today, I would go to the fucking counter and say, call the police. There's a guy here trying to... And I think we've learnt as a Mm -hmm. gay male community better. We're not perfect yet, but we've gotten better about that. Yeah, it's a blurry line, and and blurry is a... Probably a very good choice of word for my yeah. experiences at Wet on Wellington. Yeah. <laughs> because you weren't wearing Because you'd never glasses on, yeah. I, literally, every time I step foot in that place, these things fog up. Oh, oh God. My oh. glasses fog up. I cannot see. And I've had sex it's with probably people. probably for the better. <laughs> <laughs> I've had sex with people there that I'm not 100% sure yeah. are the people that have 
that I've given consent mm. to. Yeah. Which actually, this has got real dark real quick. Um, well, <laughs> is that like we maybe that? shouldn't have done this one first, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't have much yeah. experience with like gay no, songs no. and stuff, but like, is that kind of something you kind of just give up at the door? That no, like you no. Just, there well, has I mean, to be consent for I all. Sense. I don't know how it works, yeah. but what I'm saying is, I don't really know. Once you're in a dark room yeah. with your eyes closed, you yeah. can't literally see what's happening. I don't. I don't know what the answer to that question is. Yeah, um, because there still should be consent. Mm-hmm. But I don't also want to stop people that love getting fucked mm. or fucking in the dark when they're high yeah. And, yeah. Not, and, and, and like anonymous sex. Like, there's nothing wrong with liking yeah. that as well. So I don't so know what the answer to that so is. So maybe there's... I know it probably scares the shit out of you because you've only ever had sex <laughs> through a sheet with the hole cut through the middle. <laughs> Hi, Duncan. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, so, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> So I've had a very sort of similar situation to being asleep and then sort of waking... Like, I was with an ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'd been at a friend's house and we were super, super fucking wasted. I passed out in bed and he had gone out. And I just remember waking up in the middle of the night and he was having sex with me. And Jesus. I was just like... Because I, I was so just out of it. I had yeah. no idea who it was. And because yeah, we had so people scary. over that night and there was probably 20-odd people. It could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. And then, like, halfway through, I realised it was him and I was like, oh, my God, okay, So it was fine. your boyfriend. It was my boyfriend. Yeah. But then it wasn't until after the fact that I realised, I was just like, that wasn't really okay. Yeah, like, that's totally. like, like Frowned upon, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, you're my boyfriend and, like, you're supposed to respect me and that just wasn't the it case, I, unfortunately. Should we clarify not your current one? Oh, not my current one. Oh, my God. Sorry. No, no, no. Who's sitting here? That's a long time ago. (laughs) I think it's time to restart that conversation in the gay community. And I also remember talking to some of my friends Mm. after not feeling great about a sexual experience that Mm -hmm. I'd had. I'd said I'd I'd invited someone around. I'd had sex. Oh, well, I'd invited someone around. I decided I'd no longer felt like having sex and had just verbalised I just wanted to hang out you know, maybe play some video games Mm -hmm. and call it a night. But that transaction was in place. And it was sort of in their minds, you know, we are having sex tonight. And a done deal. So I did that classic thing, and I think a lot of people that have been in these situations can relate to it, where you just kind of mentally shut down. You you kind of blank out and you check out and you go somewhere else. And I remember talking to my friends maybe a week later. They said to me, but but you fucked that guy before, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, a couple of times. And, like, and you invite him around quite a bit. You kind of do that often. That's kind of your thing. And I was like, yeah, it, it, it is. But yeah. it wasn't meant to be that night. Yeah. And I think I realised then that potentially this is a bigger conversation that the gay community needs, yeah. needs to keep having. So we can figure out, the four of us right now mm-hmm. in front of our first ever live audience probably aren't <laughs> going to We're not going to solve this issue tonight, I'm afraid. Issue. Sorry. It was only $20. You're not going to get that for $20. <laughs> but it made me realise that there are some very loose concepts of consent yeah, absolutely. Um, in our community, mm-hmm. and maybe we need a new hashtag. Mm, totally. And we need a new conversation. Absolutely. And I'm not clever enough to think of something catchy like yeah. me too. So we'll do a competition <laughs> online. <laughs> so yeah. if anyone wants I to chuck that in. One thing I, I, I just I hope that the gay community cautions itself with is our ability to stereotype, which mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. We ha- we have like defined 
parts within our own community. I mean, not just LGBTI, but within that, you're either a bear or a twink or a nodder or a yes. cum slut or a <laughs> piggy bottom or whatever else your grinder profile says, uh, Luke. Um, and, and we're very good at, at convincing ourselves that these stereotypes are real. And yeah. con- and, um, is anyone here old enough to know who Maggie Kirkpatrick is? I'm looking at the old queens. Thank you. Two people. Great. Okay. <laughs> so, for all of the twinks or the... The Kyle fans in the oh, room. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> I'm not a twink. There used to be a Too television hairy. show in Australia. Back in the day when Australia had four television stations and no nightlife, <laughs> and you would actually watch free to air television, there was a television show called Prisoner, which the new Wentworth, oh, yes, yeah. which the new Wentworth is on Foxtel is based off. And there was an actress on it called Maggie Kirkpatrick. Um, now, on the show, it was the most famous character of the show, and she was one of the most recognisable people in Australia for, like, a decade. And she was, in real life as well as on the show, she was about six foot ten, built like a brick shit house, <laughs> and she played a lesbian prison guard who was raping the prisoners throughout the show. Yeah. Now, that was her character on the show, and it was actually an incredible show, and you should go back and watch it. It was the first show on Australian television to do lesbian... Um, to have lesbians making out and to do lesbian storylines and things like that. But also, her character was the villain. So everyone knew of her as this awful lesbian rapist. Now, a few years ago, she was accused of raping a young girl who, no had, who had issues. Um, she was in, institutionalised by force because okay. she was so unwell. Yeah. And Maggie used to go... And she, and she was a huge supporter of the LGBTR community um, and also of mental health. And she would go and do these um, sessions back in the 80s and 90s, meeting fans and that sort of thing. Anyway, recently, this young girl has grown up and accused her of that. Maggie went to court, was found guilty and was sent to jail. Appealed it and um, the girl confessed that she had made the entire thing up. Now, I'm not saying do not believe a victim. 100% believe a victim until they're proven wrong. What makes me so sad is the fact that it was front page news when she was accused and found guilty of it and the gay community were totally behind it and they all said, yep, we know the character she played on television. We know what she's like. She's built like a brick shit house. She looks like a big dyke that would rape you, and yeah. she probably did it. Now, in reality, she's as likely to have done it, as far as we know, as Patty Newton. She's an older... <laughs> but no, but it's true. She was a celebrity from the 80s who's actually happily married with kids and lives out in the country and, and very quiet and docile and, you know. But if it was Patty Newton, we would have been like, no, I don't believe that. When it was repealed, when it was, she was found innocent... It was fifth page, I think, in The Age. wasn't mentioned in The Herald Sun. There was no online coverage. And most people don't even know, most fans don't even know that she's not in yeah. jail anymore and that yeah. she was found innocent. And it literally has destroyed her career. Now, again, to go back, I'm not saying that victims shouldn't be believed, mm-hmm. but the fact that we just took this stereotype and applied it to yeah. her and didn't question it, it wasn't front page news when she was yeah. found innocent. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I feel so sorry for her. Well, I find it's systematic of, I use that word way too much, <laughs> systematic of negative portrayals of LGBT people being yeah. front page news yeah. and positive portrayals of LGBT people being fourth or fifth page. Someone sent me a link because they knew I was talking about consent tonight, just talking about Brian, Brian Singer, yeah. oh. who directed the X-Men films... <sighs> There's um, all the good X-Men movies too. It's very they were very probably sad. the good X-Men yeah. films out there, which is really <laughs> problematic. Um, and if you Google the actual story behind the allegations towards Brian Singer, they are multiple, there are many. Mm. There's so much out there. Mm. And 
the media, I don't, I don't know, this guy just finished directing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just made a multi-million dollar film. And the representation of us as people in the media is just, it's not balanced. I don't, I don't feel we don't get enough out there. He contributed to a company called Den. I can't remember what it was. It was like Digital Entertainment Network okay. or something. Mm-hmm. And I could just tell you now, nothing good happens in a den. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good well, ever happens I've in a den. I've never been to one of my parties. <laughs> <laughs> and just read about that company. It, it, it's, it's really sordid. This is someone who's still making high-profile films with million-dollar budgets. And the docile dyke is being sort of... Don't mess with the docile dykes. <laughs> they're the best. They're Was the that <laughs> Wasn't that a similar situation with George Takai? Didn't someone accuse him and then yeah, um, back down on their accusations of him? Uh, as far as I'm aware, they never never withdrew their accusations. Is that correct with George Takai? He wasn't found guilty, but he, <laughs> no, he, he no, did. No, sorry, no, he didn't okay. go to court, but he was never. F- uh, yeah, they never withdrew their That's accusations. So I don't want to yeah. defend him because okay. I don't know if... And it's not my place to say. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that if someone is found innocent, we should oh, clear their name. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, be yeah. and not assume yeah. it just because they look like a dark on bike. <laughs> <laughs> So we got you all in the mood. (laughs) Who's got their hands up for a drink after that one, right? It gets lighter after that. It gets lighter. We're going to pass it on. It gets much lighter now. (laughs) We are going to talk about dick. Dick. (laughs) Who loves dick? (laughs) Who doesn't love dick but loves people that love dick? Yay. (laughs) Hi, ladies. And Jamie. Well, I just found out recently that I am now a triple minority. Oh. Oh, oh like, yes. Bingo. What? Are you kidding? So, mixed blood, gay, yeah. Yeah. and I'm a grower. Yep. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you, what do you, what? Oh. So apparently, 25% of men are growers and the rest are showers. And I was just oh. like, oh. Wow. Okay, well, sure. That means make, makes not? me a double. It makes you a double, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Travel size. But... <laughs> Boy, am I glad I invited my work people and family ah. tonight. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Not awkward at all. Mike's coming through with the statistics. Yeah. With all the statistics. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to know what you guys like. Do you have like a preference of mm-hmm. what you like? Like dick size. Is like, like with dick size. Like how like, big? Do you Show like me small? One. Do you like them big? Like, wow. what do we like? <laughs> Gen- like, like genuinely, I have n- never found a performance difference mm-hmm. between someone with a no. small dick and someone with a d- big dick. Yeah. There is <laughs> long pause, Tom. Very long pause. I mean, look, there's something to be said when you're fucking a guy yeah. and there's a massive cock flopping around and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. then also, guys with smaller dicks also know what the fuck they're doing as yeah, well. Sure. You've got to know what I, you're doing. Performance-wise. The only difference I've really ever noticed as a regular thing is that guys with big dicks sort of sometimes, and not all of them. <laughs> yeah. No offence, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's boyfriend. Oh, um, shut up. Sometimes, <laughs> or more often than not, guys with massive dicks are sort of like, yeah, yeah I've got a massive dick, it. so you do Lay all back. the work and I'm just going to sit oh. here. That was just the sound of my dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes guys with massive yeah. dicks sort of have this attitude of like 
yeah. worship my cock. And I'm like, sometimes uh, su- I'm very lazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do the work. <laughs> sometimes they surprise you when I feel like you should have let me know about this before you came over uh, to my house. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you got them pegged. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, no, no, back it up. Prepared. Shut it down. <laughs> but there is, there is an anxiety, yeah. a, 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 oh, a documented anxiety, anxiety for yeah. guys with yeah. big dicks who are Huge scared of, of yeah. that exact situation okay. of... Yeah. Well, A, of like being expected to be able mm-hmm. to perform like yeah. some porn star Adonis, yeah. but yeah. also of people not being able to take it and that sort of shit. Well, that's it. Like, I mean, <laughs> Which I, I so I, have. <laughs> I think we can all agree worried. that we prefer a man with um, more dick in his pants than his personality, though. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, we... Yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I give yeah, more of a fuck yeah. about the personality, yeah. <laughs> big dick energy. That's yes, we've discussed this before. BDE. Sometimes it's more about the BDE, I think. Back to the anxiety thing. Like, I think, like, for me, growing up, watching a lot of porn, as you do when you're a teenager, just dumping your life away. As a small child. You were young enough to have the internet when you were growing up. Yeah, yeah. I had a computer in my room. Luke and I were like fucking going through everything. Target underwear catalogs. I think for me personally, like watching a lot of that porn, it it was all very like produced, and everybody had massive dicks, and I was just like, oh shit, I have a small (laughs) penis. What the fuck am I gonna do? And then the more and more I like slept with people, I was just like, hang on a sec. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Not every guy out there has a big dick. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you're hung like a fucking donkey. We've seen the (laughs) picture. Did everyone also, listen to the episode where we showed each other our <laughs> penis pictures? Oh. But Kyle didn't do Not it. So when we were talking about <laughs> I'll doing show this everyone topic, tonight. Yeah, when we were talking about doing yeah. this topic tonight, I said, do you know what would be funny as we hold up like four pictures of our dicks <laughs> and the audience have to guess whose dick is whose? Uh, <laughs> that would have been But great. you'd all be able to tell Kyle's because of the fake tan. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shade. I do not fake tan my dick. Thank you very much. All he'd be, natural. He'd be the twisty in the corner. You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck you. Sorry, I, did, I promised I wouldn't be mean and I'm, I'm failing so far. You, oh. This is a topic where we really should have had a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah so yeah. just I diagram like A. Graphic. Yeah. For me, I mm-hmm. always prefer the boy... I, do you call it boyfriend dick? Is that a yes, boyfriend I dick? Absolutely yeah. Yeah. I love me a boyfriend dick. Yes. Yeah. I want. I, I like dicks that I can put down as my emergency contact. Yeah. You can take I, down. Because yeah. I know they're reliable. I know what they do. You're not going to have to push the hemorrhoids back in the Whoa. next time. Whoa. Oh, come Whoa. on. <laughs> Always got to take This is down. an open, safe place. Good. Also, I don't feel safe. Our old queen's in the corner. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and that's always been my preference, is just yeah, good old yeah. emergency contact dick. But there is an anxiety, mm-hmm. and, and not to cut into like a different yeah. topic, but especially being someone of mixed race. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. there's an expectation. Yeah, yeah, one of the first realizations I had when I came out and started sleeping with a lot of people online anonymously, mm-hmm. or not anonymously. In a desert. Wherever back in the den, something I heard multiple times that, like, I still hear it in my head is like I'd meet someone and they'd say, "Oh, oh, I'm actually a bit surprised, you know, just (laughs) with the Asian thing." 
when oh. we started to have sex, they, they had an expectation well, before they even humble met brag, me. Humble brag, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll be honest, I've seen... You've also <laughs> seen my penis. I've seen photos oh, and it's glorious, it's glorious. It's, and it's also good. a very pretty Although, cock, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, you. no, you're Beautiful. making a good point. I always sorry. thought aesthetics beat size, though. Absolutely. Totally. I've lucked out in both. Like with my boyfriend, just uh-huh. saying, like you know, it's not bad. We're just talking about your dick, love. Hi, <laughs> you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> this hey, is, this is so big good. Of me. <laughs> this is so good. I've always wondered what Duncan's face looks like oh. when he listens to the show, yes. and now I literally get to see it. Yes. I am living for this. But it, it made me realize that my race yeah. did play a part mm-hmm. into where I fit. In yeah. this community, because people had ideas about me. Only assumption-wise, the actual documented measurements are minuscule in difference oh, between yeah. Asian and Caucasian people. There's like, it's it's half a centimeter or something yeah, like that on the lot. standard oh, average. Really? Like it's yeah. genuinely so not. People a just huge exaggerate difference. hardcore. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's a yeah. stereo. It's a racist stereotype that's sort of become a bit of a joke and then assumed as general knowledge. It's, yeah. it's not a huge. Yeah. And it swings the other way as well about big dicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know what I? I don't want to be vulgar <laughs> in Please. front of all you lovely people, <laughs> but I found the biggest dicks were always on those skinny little white guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Fucking tri- the tripods, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are the ones yeah. you got to watch out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that does not particularly play with the the racial stereotype no, no. of dick size, which I think no. is Surprises. just a bit of bullshit. Right. No, and you see these big old white muscle <laughs> Marys at Poof Doof that. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing four pairs of socks, if yeah. you know what oh, I mean. Oh, <laughs> they got a bit of padding. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, when... Oh, no. Sorry, no, 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 I d- okay. never shut up, shut so up. you talk. <laughs> My like, so, like, when you're having the prospect of a fellow oh. coming over, like, oh, that's yeah. a weird term to call someone. Um, <laughs> are you more of, like, a dick person or an ass person? Is that, like, what matters more oh. to you? Because for me, uh, I love me a good Are we ass. talking like on Grinder? No, like just as like... Oh, like what ends up rocking up? Yeah, I yeah, honestly yeah. don't give what, a fuck what You're acting up like you up. wouldn't have seen what d- was about to rock up before it rocked <laughs> yeah. up. But I, I do like asking for pictures and I have no problem sending yeah. them. Have, have, I, have I ever sent anyone <laughs> in the room a dick pic? sending them. <laughs> I know. Who has seen our penis? No one wants to admit oh, to that. Never <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of find sending the pictures on the social apps almost foreplay. Like, yeah. I actually don't yeah. give really much of a fuck of what the picture looks like. It's just yeah. sort of like the getting ready state. Yeah. It, does yeah. that make sense? It's, it's like so getting into yeah. no like anticipation. Have you ever had that weird thing where you go on a date or like a grinder hookup with someone and you realise you haven't seen their penis? Oh, boy. Or butthole. The very few times that I have picture. like sex with someone that I've just met at a bar, yeah, and you're the like, taking the pants off is like... Wow, like this is <laughs> yeah. what my forefathers did. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, d- I d- don't think that's what your forefathers did. <laughs> it's so weird. It feels yeah. like that must be what straight people do all the time. Do all I the know. time as well. Oh. There's like, I'm not used to this. Speaking of straight people, there. Did you, I, oh, oh, there oh, 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 my on, come on. Sports. Yes, fine. Joy. Sports. Not just something for lesbians. I love to sports. Um, I wanted to. Oh, it's oh. fine. Uh, they love it. No sports, uh, genuinely, and that is a good point. It's not. Uh, it's um. 
<laughs> homosexuality and sports, but specifically AFL. There is no, there's never been an out and open AFL top league or VFL player ever, which is insane because of who are you saying someone's name? Jason, yeah, but he was never a, 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 an AFL league player or a VFL player. Um, so Yes, and I will get to Jason Ball in a second and um, a few other people in the women's AFL team as well. But in the uh, league, AFL and VFL, there's never been an out-open player, um, which I think is insane. And, and yeah. the reason I want to talk about it is tonight is because when I was a kid, all-boys school... Yeah. Catholic. Who was that lovely Alex? Where's that lovely Alex that I met oh, earlier? That Alex, yeah. That Alex. I grew up next oh, to no. him. I grew up in the suburb over from him when we were talking about Catholic schools earlier and, and, and especially all men's Catholic schools. They were fucking awful. And we were forced <laughs> to play football. And um, at first, I kind of liked footy and I'd go with my parents and I'd, and I'd watch the games and I'd get into it, that sort of stuff. And then when I sort of started becoming self-aware around about like 11 years old, 12 years old, yeah. I started realising that I was completely uncomfortable yeah. at footy games. And it wasn't because of the sport, it was because of the people that were there yeah. yelling things out, awful really things out about women and men and all, and sorry, gays and men and, and women and all that sort of stuff. And I completely disconnected from AFL and all other sports. Mm. Now, in the last... 15 years, we've seen an incredible amount of like, oh, the first ever professional tennis player or yeah. shot put thrower or, you know, whatever. But we s- blub, blub. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Bobsled team. The what? Huh? A bobsled Ju- team? <laughs> like the first ever Jamaican bobsled team. Uh, yes, cool yes. Runners. I'm sure that they probably yeah. have already done that. And AFL Great. is still lacking behind the first ever Jamaican bobsled th- team. <laughs> to Thank to you for the 1992 wow. reference to Cool Running. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> you promised you would work that into this show. Um... <laughs> But there's still no uh, openly gay AFL player. Now, I know that there are and have been. Joel Creasy obviously had his story for anyone that's seen his stand-up or read his book or the mm-hmm. article, wonderful article that he wrote um, about the AFL player that he slept with who he's never named. 
Um, he told me, but I forgot the name. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about anyone. sports. But I just wanted to remind you that I know famous people. Hey. Um, uh, when I was a kid, I've talked about how I grew up in a nursing home and we had a gay chef. And uh, he would work weekdays at the nursing home. And on weekends, he'd work making the meals at the MCG for the footy players oh, in the really? locker rooms. And when I got older, mum told me, oh, he was heaven. He was camp as tits. Um, <laughs> gorgeous. Looked like Freddie Mercury. Had the big moustache because it was that time. That's wow. how old I am. So and long ago. Uh, he, was, he would come into work on the Monday and be, say to my mum, oh, Rose, you'll never guess who I blew, <laughs> blew the other day. And it was blowing all these professional AFL footy players. So we know that they exist. Yeah. Is that why you're like this? We know is it's... That, <laughs> <is> that <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes, that's what I Yes. Mean. And um, can cook. <laughs> but why are they not comfortable enough to come out? Yeah. In so, 2019. Uh, I, think I no, get it in 1989, yeah. but in 2019. Nobody wants to be the first one. Nobody wants to be that poster boy for no. the whole movement. And yeah, they want to have to have all that pressure put on them. So I think that would be a big part of it. And I, I think a lot of the reason why as well is because not only like do they not want to be the first out gay person, but you see the way that mixed race people and people of colour are treated by spectators, and not only spectators... Oh, with the Adam Goods... Yeah, absolutely. But like, yeah. by club members and like yeah. the actual clubs themselves. Like Having racial slurs thrown at you yeah. in the middle of a game mm. is horrible. Like mm. Just seeing all of that Hell no. Why would you want to yeah. come? Yeah. Fuck that. I've never yeah. been yeah. to an you would be, game. Yeah, you'd be the only yeah. person yeah. getting the gay stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I see what you mean, yeah. Never been to an AFL game. That shit never. is terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. that is what like... Do people oh, play okay, uh, with open water, that's like my other worst fear, I think. What do people yeah. play in South Africa? Uh, r- rugby. Grind the water. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many similar sports here in Australia. It's like NRL, era. I don't know the difference between any of them. I don't yeah. sports. I, but think, <laughs> I think the reason... Well, one of the reasons why we don't yet have an openly out professional AFL player is that AFL is so indicative of the current male sort of social, heteronormative. It's where they're at culturally. Mm. It's a reflection. It's our national sport. Yeah. Yeah. And, And it questions where you're at. You know, it's just some... Yeah, I just... Yeah, I get that point. But I just feel like every other aspect of Australian culture has evolved so much. Um, we've got out politicians now. Uh, we've got out yeah. um, mainstream celebrities now. Like in every other culture and even in other sports, mm-hmm. yeah. um, we have out open players. But still, AFL but, is such yeah. an impenetrable thing. I, and just to go back to what these lovely ladies were pointing out, in the professional men's league because when we look at the women's league there is a uh, quite a few openly lesbian players we also had they had the Mouncey who was denied yeah. wasn't allowed to play yeah. with the women's league which i think probably adds to like probably some of the gay men if there are currently closeted yeah. gay men looking at the stuff that Heather Mouncey had to go through who was the the trans player that wasn't allowed to play with the women's or had to go to tribunal and then ended up not being allowed to play am i correct yeah, yeah. they probably look at that and go well fuck you know at the end of the day, your, your goal as a professional football player is to be paid a fucking fortune yeah. and you get that if the fans like you and you want to get yeah. your, your sponsorship deals, yeah. is that going to happen if and I come out? they're young as well. Yeah. They're young. They're young yeah. kids playing footy. But isn't it also with like team sports because you have that whole bro mentality. And, and that locker like, room bullshit. Yeah, yeah. all that locker room totally. stuff you have to deal with like your whole team. Whereas I think it's a lot easier for like single person sports like 
No, no, no. What's what's doing? <laughs> like swimming, <laughs> like swimming and stuff. Like, 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 I don't know. Like what's what's the gay sport? You got your like snow sports, roller derby. Are you you got your water sport. No, wait. <laughs> like never mind. Um, yeah, but it's a lot easier, I think, for a single person because they don't have to like deal with all these people all the time, and they don't have to worry about that constant like heckling and like that whole you know. Yeah, yeah. I did want to say like in my experiences professionally, I've. Yeah you know, been involved with certain organisations that are a part of the AFL. Mm -hmm. And the company culture there is quite progressive. The support is there as well. And I think it's really similar to the way I feel about my own family is that I'm just waiting for the older ones to die out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about politics. How people feel and, about and a podcast. But I don't well. even think... Yeah. I think the AFL has gone come in leaps and bounds with the women's... So like The yeah. Pride matches are fucking Pride amazing. Are Did great. anyone go to the Pride yeah. matches last yeah. year? I hosted the opening entertainment, whatever. Um, <laughs> Hashtag um, But I think the AFL is doing an incredible job. I think yeah. it's the... F- Football, the majority of the footy supporters that are in the audi- yeah. in the auditorium in the in the theatre, <laughs> <laughs> the auditorium in the um, what's it called the ground the ring the, the MCG the stadium. stadium thank you the stadium it's them I think that's where the, the cultural problem is but hopefully now that the AFL has started these initiatives mm-hmm. that evolves and changes absolutely and they've got them in place the support is there and I I do yeah. think they want change but it's so tied up in our identity and, and straight male identity that I think it is like politics and we just got to wait for these old guys yeah. to die. And the do, d- but the problem is then we're going to be the old guys. Oh, and then you, know. you and I are the old. We are know, the old guys. We're going to be old show. first. Yeah, I know. Do you know where I think could draw gay people to sports? Like the Super Bowl. Have a half time like, gay Beyonce with Beyonce. Yeah. Just bring them all in. I reckon yeah. drag queen cheerleaders. Yeah. Oh, oh, that'd be good. I'd I want to see like Missy Laminx and Karen from Finance and Art <laughs> Simone. <laughs> Oof. Work drag queens in daylight. One time work took me no, to No, Miss Candy, uh, actually. Oh, Miss Candy, yes. <laughs> I mean, half-time <laughs> interval. Interval will go for four hours because she has to walk out to the middle of the pitch and then walk back again, but yeah. One time work took me to a rugby game and I was there with my very heterosexual boss yeah. and I think, actually Vic, and, <laughs> and just some colleagues and I remember sitting there in the stadium. It's a stadium, right? Yeah. And... <laughs> Looking at my colleagues and going, when does the show start? Like, when does someone come out and sing a song? Because I literally thought, just like Sports Super Bowl, sport always included. As entertainment, yeah. yeah. Entertainment yeah. for the gay people that might somehow have found themselves <laughs> Find their own channel. Yeah. By accident, yeah. that Kylie Minogue or someone would come out. But the truth is, they don't. They don't know what Well, they, they do once a year. Did anyone see the... F- the opening ceremony where Meatloaf performed. Oh, wow. No. Quite frankly, what? I think based on that, we could probably be the opening act at the next... Yes. Uh, at yeah. the next <laughs> final. Oh. Did you... Like, you grew up with AFL, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you, Luke? My father made me play one game of football, okay. and I think that was the exact moment he realised I was gay. Yeah, yeah. And then never again was I asked to ever go to football practice. Oh. I like uh, so I'm one of eight siblings. Jesus. Every single one. Of That's basically them. a footy team. Yeah, <laughs> footy there you team. go. <laughs> Every single one of them played AFL, and my stepdad was the coach of the team, so I had wow. no choice but to single be there. Blood. No way. Every single fucking year. So I was always that one little queer kid that was in the canteen with all the mums hanging out, handing out food. Like, oh. hi, I'm you would have looked so She's <laughs> thick. <laughs> and I just I remember one year it was that sign up day. All my brothers and sisters were signing up, and I was just like just standing around. And my 
mom's just like, okay, we're signing you up. And I was like, um, <laughs> no. Mm. You dress like this. <laughs> just like because I reckon Cal, if you played no like this me. <laughs> in the current inc- uh, climate in the yeah. AFL, if you walked onto the field like this, the rest of them would r- fucking oh, run a mile. Run yeah, just like, Give you'd me the win. Ball. Yeah, Ooh, but yeah. no, like I was just like, no, I'm not signing up. And then one of the mums was just like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, oh, mum wants me to sign up. And all the mums just started cackling. And I was oh, like, okay, that's hurtful. Cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should have just done it to like fuck with him. <laughs> You know, you should go off them all free haircuts now and just give them the really bad, oh, like, oh, I want to speak to the manager cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably ask him for that. But no, AFL sucks. I hate it. <laughs> In conclusion, AFL sucks. <laughs> I can't believe we finally got to talk about sports on the show. You guys don't know that sports. Dan edits out me asking to talk about every sports every single week. <laughs> uh, so it would be hard to get through an episode without... Luke mentioning JB, his straight best friend. I guess it's I'm mentioning sure him right done. now. JB. <laughs> and it got me thinking, how crazy is it that you have a straight best friend and like how uncommon practice how that is? How crazy is it that I have a friend? I mean, yeah. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but yeah, and it just got me thinking like how crazy is it, like these relationships that are just so uncommon and why don't we see more straight gay like relationships like that? I think... Gay guys tend to gravitate t- more towards their like female straight mm. friends. Like mm. I definitely have myself. I've got like a big group of girlfriends. Yeah, me too. And like some of the reasons why, like I guess I would always be afraid of like them thinking that I was coming on to them, or like they yeah. would be scared that they would be perceived as less masculine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to their friends, but uh, yeah. Do I don't you know. have any straight friends now? Like straight male friends. Straight male friends. Uh, t- just my work people, to be honest, okay, and that's yeah, the only yeah. way I. And that's only because you're forced to hang out with. Me. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> and thanks for coming, guys. No, <laughs> none of them are here; just the female ones. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Hey. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think it ties in really well to the last thing we were talking yeah. about: is yes. this whole cultural thing of being affiliated with someone that's gay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I'm the same. Mm-hmm. My friends almost entirely exist of either people from the LGBTI community yeah. or heterosexual women. I, when we said we were going to talk about this, I started thinking about it. I was like, fuck, I have one straight male friend. No yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah way. Yeah. I want to fuck him. But also... <laughs> See, that is the problem. No, but um, I, I work with him. I mean, I work with a lot of straight guys, but I, uh, I work with him. We have a really great friendship and we were at the Peel together on Friday night yeah. and he'll often message me and say, can we go out? You know, he assumes we're going to a gay bar because he has literally no problem with that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I that's great. worked out, I think what it is, because I had a whole lot of straight friends from high school and that yeah. sort of dripped off for a while, after a while. And I realised what it is, is like, I live in the gay community, I yeah. work in it, I party in it, um, my day job is half, I mean, I work for the fucking arts centre, it's very gay. Mm. Um, for me to be friends with someone, they have to be comfortable in the crowd that I hang out with. And bringing a straight guy to a gay bar, no offence. Very confronting. Not all straights. <laughs> That's a lot. But bringing a straight guy to a gay bar is such a fucking drama. And you've got to, yeah. they ask all these yeah. questions, am I going to get hit on? Am I going to get, yeah. no oh, what happens if I get stuck? Don't leave me alone. It's like, <laughs> This is literally what I do every time I go to a cafe with you. That's but a straight they, cafe. Like, but, that's just a... But then they um, get offended when they don't get hit on. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? And and that's how you <laughs> met Duncan, yeah. <laughs> that's how um, I met him. But yeah, I think, for, oh, at least for me, uh, the reason I don't have more straight men in my life mm-hmm. is because I'm like, you have to be cool, as cool with going to a gay I'm bar so, as yeah. I'm going to be yeah. going that's, and hanging out at for sure. Yeah. Not sexually. I can't even think of one straight <laughs> Reds? Is that still straight? Oh. <laughs> yeah. like Where do they go? Yeah. Um, clocks at Federation Square? Sometimes right? I just say... Chases? Chases? Is Chases a straight... Chases? Yeah, I don't know. I don't... 
I think no, I, Chasers is the new Poof Tour. Chasers, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's definitely not. <laughs> it was in our day, love, it was. <laughs> I think the, probably names. the best way for us to talk about how straight people are friends with gay yeah. people or how JB is even putting up being friends with me hey. is to just get him up. Oh, just get JB. him up on the stage. Get up here on the stage. <laughs> He's here. Hey, everybody. JB. Hey. hey. Give JB a big, oh, a reveal. Ooh, the reveal. <laughs> she loves oh, a reveal. Smart. She loves it. Um, very quickly, has anyone never listened to the podcast? JB's royalty. Right. Because if you've only had to have listened to one episode to know who JB is. Hi, JB, we love you. Hey. Hey, is that on? Yes. Yeah. Is, is this, is thing, this on? thing on? <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I'd do like a reveal for this since you've that's been great <laughs> on podcasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you want to tell, every, like, for the listeners next week when it comes out, what does your, yeah, what what does does your, your top say? say? Uh, it says um, straight. <laughs> yes, yes. Straight so to that the would make it, That would make it a straight top. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Uh, getting punny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop now. Go home. <laughs> Oh, am I meant to say something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at you. Just I just there. don't see many straight men. Um, In the wild. It is so nice. JB, like, honestly, so we met for the podcast. Um, yeah. Our wonderful producer, Dan, introduced us all, and JB was there after I thought first. JB was on the podcast for the first few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. I thought so too. <laughs> JB was there waiting for Luke after, the, after we finished recording the first podcast mm-hmm. and has been there almost every single time, every week, yeah. for drinks and... Hangouts and and he yeah. is a fucking awesome guy. Yeah, so so um, round of applause for Jake. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, um, and no matter how much mistletoe Luke wears in his hair, JB's not going to kiss him. <laughs> Christmas is over. I'd kiss him. Oh, okay, do it. <laughs> <laughs> also, a very visual gag yes. that is not going to mistletoe. translate. <laughs> we'll cut Flower that out. Um, <laughs> now, JB, you're obviously one of uh, Luke's. Oldest fans, you guys grew up together in Adelaide and moved over f- here together, correct? No, there was about a 10... Oh, fuck. Years. Oh, yeah. fuck. We did grow up in Adelaide together, but Luke actually moved about 10 years before me. We oh, had, right. Okay. We had some kind of falling out. I can't remember what it was about. If oh. I can remember, we might not be friends again. I have a list of things in my phone that it could have been about. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll go Many through things. it. We'll, com- we'll check our notes. Next episode. So how, how old were you guys? You're about around about the same age. How old were you when Luke came out to you? Well... Funnily enough, he'd actually moved over to Melbourne and oh, we really? weren't in contact yeah. oh. when he oh, came out. So I found out through socials. I found ah. out through Facebook he had a boyfriend, I think, and I was like, oh, Super okay. Super gay online. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did, wasn't really there for that, but um, probably the closest thing to it was when he felt the need, for whatever reason, to apologise to me because he hadn't told me that he was gay and... That really upset me, the fact that he felt like he had to apologise to me for that because I'm, like, from my limited experience as a straight man, I know what it was like to go to primary school in Adelaide in the 90s. Um, Who the doesn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're all there with us, right? Um, and I remember being a five-year-old and someone coming up to me and saying, like an older kid, saying, are you gay? And it wasn't really a question, it was an accusation, yeah. you know? Yeah. I didn't even know if I was straight or gay at that point. I was just a five-year-old. Just, just thinking about that and thinking about what it must be like to find out that you are gay after that and the first experience of someone asking you is in an accusatory way, yeah. of course you're going to hide that. Of course you're going to keep that from people. And 
even outside of that, I could imagine how hard it would be to feel like the fact that you feel guilt for not telling me. Like, oh, it's just because we're know. best buds. I, kn- I know, <laughs> and I, like I, I wish oh. I could have been there for you. You know, to know. You know, during that time in high <laughs> school, you know, I wish I could have been. But I totally understand why you couldn't tell me because you're starting off from this position where you're being accused of something when you don't even maybe know what it is. And, and Luke, would, did you know in high school? Yeah, absolutely. So and uh, and yeah. did you not tell him because you were scared or you just weren't sure yet? Or So I was fooling around in high school and, you know, getting my judge. Your judge, girl. Adelaide, I'm sorry. <laughs> we apologise. Unfortunately, JB and I did fall out. And unfortunately, I don't remember why either. <laughs> and that makes me very nervous for our next 20 years together. <laughs> when we finally we'll remember. probably repeat the exact same mistake. We'll see what happens, though. And um, yeah, I remember it was about 10 years later, and I was in a good space. I was here in Melbourne. And I just missed JB's friendship and how authentic we were with each other. And we would share pretty personal things. JB's a very sensitive guy. Sorry to say that officially (laughs) on a podcast. So I was sort of hesitant because we had shared so many feelings when we grew up in an environment where feelings weren't cool. You know, it was kind of our little secret that we had feelings. (laughs) Um, To then come back to that person 10 years later and be like, I actually have some other feelings too, um, which I didn't tell you about at the time. But... It was like nothing. It was like the most minute part of the conversation. Then we just wanted to talk shit about everyone we went to high school with (laughs) and what they've been doing for the last 10 years, and that was it. Yeah, sometimes you meet up with old high school friends and all you can talk about is the past, like things you did back then. But we, by the end of our first time we caught up, we had like new in-jokes with each other, so I knew that this is clearly a friend that I need to have in my life, you know, so... Um, yeah, it's really great to have him there. Oh, that's Aww. so nice. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 so shady. It's so much shade up It's like, mm, God, sorry, give me some shade. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I haven't said anything funny in a while, but um, I just want to say that the question, I think you were saying whether I worried that it would change the friendship. Yeah. It certainly has changed the friendship. It's deepened it. It's made it better. There's not this part of Luke Aww. that it, he's having to hide from me and you know he reveals a lot to me like <laughs> too much yeah. way too much I as you heard he gave me podcast. a dick pic for Christmas oh. for God's sake <laughs> he made you look at your own asshole like yeah. that's amazing did anyone hear that yeah, episode great. where he made him put the mirror under his asshole to see what it looked like oh, yeah yeah, yeah. First that, time I've seen my asshole. Sorry, not a pretty sight. Yeah. Was that on the podcast or was that in private conversation? I think that was a private conversation. <laughs> <That> <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tom, yeah. like shut up. Shut up. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jabe. Well, there's one less straight male friend I'll have. <laughs> if that ain't support. <laughs> uh, now, JB, you're obviously such a huge support in Luke's life, and you're such a huge supporter of our community. Do you think that, like, you would be such a strong ally if you didn't have Luke's influence in your life? I think that I was always a gay ally, but it was maybe yeah. more theoretical before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> Not in really n- have m- people that I knew who were gay. There's the uncle I'm going to marry. Well, yeah, my uncle's gay. Apart from oh, that, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't consider him a friend, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's just my uncle. 
Is he no, okay with you, blood? I love you, Uncle Jim. If you listen to this, I know he does listen to this. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> we have to make a lot uh, of apologies on the podcast. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> um, Do you yeah. think that you'd be like such a gay ally if you didn't? Have I think I feel like I've got skin in the game now. Yeah. I get more upset about things <laughs> when I hear about an issue in the gay community. I, I feel like I... Uh, yeah. I think it means he's uncircumcised. Ooh, yeah. they're going to have words <laughs> after this. Yeah. But yes, uh, I, I feel like I care more about the issues that, you know, and I'll be more likely get to get into an argument about it with somebody who, you know, I was always kind of on your side, but more in a like, oh... <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> Good for you. you. <laughs> so, yes. I think yes. Yes is the official answer. <laughs> yes. yes. There we go. Yeah, thank you. Right, <laughs> got it. Cool. I really yes, got to simplify these answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I? Yeah. I oh. have to ask my yes. friend a question. Oh, this That's hasn't happened before. <laughs> <laughs> we actually fight quite a bit. Luke? <laughs> you got Luke a question for me? I also still have your bank card, by the oh. way. <laughs> I've got your credit card somewhere. Yeah. Um, so JB and I fight sometimes, and they're often about really touchy issues uh, in terms of misogyny, mm-hmm. homophobia. Sometimes we're out drinking and I can't help myself. <laughs> and just, I'll be like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah. that's a white man. With love. With love. <laughs> that's a white man, straight thing to say. As a straight ally, mm. is that something that's uncomfortable? Because I know I do it to you every week. Mm. Is, it <laughs> is it something that you've just sort of adapted to? Or are you totally fine with? I um, oh yeah, I've been meaning to tell you to just cut that out with all of <laughs> stop, uh, stop, stop challenging me. Um, no, it, yeah, I, ne- I need it because I grew up with this toxic masculinity. It's in me and... I'm always, yeah, it's, it's something that we, I think a lot of people grow up with, this idea, like, even as a straight white man, every TV show that I watched as a kid was made by me, the main character kind of looked like me, you know, like, I, I kind of... What shows were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> the Ned Kelly movie? I don't <laughs> Mostly Dawson's Creek. Oh, oh you've not aged well. Like Pacey, no. <laughs> Dawson, Pacey? I don't know. <laughs> The father? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe the father, actually. Um, I know that I have this this weird thing where, like, I need to... I've, and I'm getting better at just deferring to the person with actual personal experience in a conversation, people who know what they're talking about. But for whatever reason, because I grew up with this thing, sometimes I get it in my head that I know everything and can understand every single perspective because I'm a straight white man. Of course I can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's something that I have been struggling with and I please keep challenging me whenever I... Like, I'm so lucky to have a friend like Luke who will challenge me like that and has will put up with me when I'm wrong and wait for me to, like, the next day come up to him and say, I'm really sorry, it's like you two were days. right. <laughs> two days. Yeah, it takes me two days <laughs> to go through my, like, I have to be right in this argument yeah. to Luke was 100% right, I don't know what I'm talking about, so... Um, and it's really, yeah, it's, it, that's why I think a lot of straight allies could use a gay best friend because totally. it would help them to, to deal with these kinds of situations and learn from them. 
And we have a huge audience of straight white men that yes. listen to yeah. a yeah. podcast Very called big. The Gays Over Revolt. <laughs> hey, <Well> Lenny, <laughs> get a gay best friend. Well, JB, thank you so much for coming up here with thank us you. tonight. Thank uh, you. But <laughs> before, y- before you go, before you go, I want to know the juicy stuff. What's the most embarrassing thing Luke has done in your friendship? Oh, God, most embarrassing thing Luke has <laughs> like done. a podcast. List. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's actually talked to quite about quite a lot of them on the podcast. Yeah. There was have. a period <laughs> where he was on Grinder so much that he stopped naming people their actual name. He oh just no. called them the coffee order from the... <gasps> oh, my God. From oh the wow. coffee that they had the, the day, oh like the morning after, basically. So... For a while there, he was dating a guy called Large Long Black with One Sugar. Wow, <laughs> so many questions. It was about a, about a month he was dating this guy, and we were out drinking at Polino's in um, like with him and with another completely platonic friend of Luke called Peppermint Tea. Peppermint Tea. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers That's cute. right there. <laughs> but yes, uh, so. I ended up going home about, you know, two in the morning because me and Luke, because we got to see each other at least once a day, I was going back to see him in the morning. I woke up the next morning, went to his, went, went to go to his place and got it, like, sent him a text message asking, do you want me to pick up some coffees for you? And he said, oh, yep, I'll have a soy flat white, a large uh, latte with one sh- sugar. So, I, oh, okay, he slept over, cool. A- and a peppermint tea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Peppermint tea slept over, all right. Um, so I came over with the coffees, um, got up to the front door. Within about two minutes, I realised that I was the only person in this house that hadn't slept with each other the night before. Oh. I was the only person that hadn't been inside each other. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, wow. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck it, L. Oh, there it is. Man, I know you're straight or whatever, but you could fuck any man in this room. I want you to know that. Or woman, ever. Everybody's wet. All right. Uh, everybody, we're up for the Q&A. One more round of applause. Give a huge round of applause for gays are revolting. That was a brilliant discussion, you ladies. Thank you so much for that. That was great. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Any questions about anything? Hopefully you've been thinking about it throughout Ooh. the show or even uh, before tonight. I'm going to try and get to as many people as possible. We've got about 20 minutes, so that, that should be good. We will get people from up the top. Are you guys all right up the top, by the way? You're okay? Good. You must be sweating like crazy. It must be a fucking... Su- it's, it's wet on Wellington up there, I reckon. <laughs> so, uh, that's put your my hands- beard. That's your thing, sorry. Uh, put your hands up if you have a question for uh, the beautiful gays are revolting people, and I'll try and come to you and we'll get through as many as we can. All right, that was the first Ooh. hand I saw over here. Hello. Oh Hello, uh, just say your name, any question, thanks. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi. Hey. Um, How are you, Tom? Hi. Good, good things. <laughs> um, the actual question I was thinking of, in the name of the podcast can often be misleading. <laughs> in that I've it recommended it to friends and they're like, are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have anyone from the other side of the spectrum yeah. <laughs> been interested in the podcast or try and make contact? Yeah. I fucking hope so. Yeah. Um, Lyle Shelton is like, fuck, this sounds good. Uh, so when we first all met and we got through the audition phase with yeah. our producer, Dan, we sat in a room and we were like, what, what are we going to call yeah. it? And we came up with a few different names. Oh. And one of them was... <laughs> was some doozy. Sorry, can I please yeah. say... Yeah, it was yours. Yeah, yeah. It was. To this 
today I am so upset that our show is not called Girth Control. <laughs> <laughs> but our our face <laughs> our Facebook chat group is Girth Control. So, <laughs> um, but lives yeah, on. I'm. You, I've you, and you have noticed. You haven't noticed because yeah. you pretend that you don't do a podcast. You don't even listen to it. <laughs> I, I didn't even, even know the but music. I, but I often <laughs> search the words on Twitter. The gays are revolting, not with the at thing, just yeah. to see if people are talking about oh, it. Yeah. With a, that's how tragic my life is, <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of like redneck Americans I get saying the gays are revolting because they're all faggots, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> is amazing. Um, but I think we ended up choosing it because we were like, well, we kind of want to. Be like, yeah, yeah, we're pissed off, but we're also funny. Is that, revol- a, is that a good yeah, answer? That's, that's great. Does that yeah. answer? Revolting is such a gay word, too. That's what I like. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's all it is revolting. Well, it's that whole peasants are revolting thing, which is very yeah. educated. You wouldn't understand about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question. Heads up. Heads up. You got a question? Oh. Hello. Oh. Yes. Shut up, Andy. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> I want to take it back dark for a minute. When you guys were talking about the Me Too movement, I'm sorry, I'm Joe. Hello. Um, when you w- when you were talking about the Me Too movement and consent, I feel like one of the tricky things about that is that consent tends to be not a lot of the time black and white. It tends to be a lot like uh, I need maybe I need to see yes so I can get ahead in my career. Things like the Louis C.K.s of the group. And how do you guys feel about navigating that very tricky, sticky, narrow like you know the gray matter, the gray area between yes and no? Mm. Well, I think our show exists in a grey area. A lot of the topics we talk about yeah. are us trying to figure out, as we talk, what we're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the reason why the Me Too movement is so important is because it's a number of voices and the number of different experiences that we get to hear from people gives us a better barometer of what is morally right and wrong. That's my opinion, at least, is that if we have more voices and, and the Louis C.K. thing and, and, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name, the Parks and Rec guy, uh, Aziz, Az, Aziz Ansari, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and these sort of situations are really important because the more voices we have, we have a better barometer. It is a grey area and it's probably always going to be a grey area but the more we talk about it and the more experiences that we know about, yeah. we can sort of navigate our way through in a more informed way. I Absolutely. Think. Let's go upstairs. Anybody upstairs? With okay, you're going to have to shout, my friend. I'm sorry, but thank you. Go for it. Yep. Hi, Shane. Hi, Shane. <laughs> Sorry, just just the sake of the recording, I was repeat that from Shane. So you're asking about uh, you've had a few uh, experiences recently which might involve some non-consensual stuff going on, and you're interested in uh, what what would you do after the fact? Is that sort of your question? One. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a few? Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, just the one, just the one for Shane. Um, after the fact, uh, what, what would you do if you found yourself in that position, uh, experiencing some non-consensual sexual activity? Let's just make it clear that we're not qualified <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. I answer this question. <laughs> but from my own experience in, in, in a, a very sexualized gay sex life, yeah. um, 
Look, obviously, the ideal situation is if you're confident enough at the time that the situation is happening, you say something. Yeah. That is not always the situation. In fact, we're now learning that it's more often than not when it's something that you don't want to do, not the situation. If it's after the fact, you need to be honest to yourself yeah, first yeah. It's like a and, and let yourself yeah. be upset about it. Like, yeah. don't brush it away. We, um, Just process what that was. Absolutely. And, like, don't try and bury no. it under partying and... And, and drugs and just sort of yeah. wash it out. I know that that's something I've done before. And also don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. And and yeah. to talk to your friends and your loved ones and other people that may have... Professional people. Professional yeah. people yeah. that are not on stage right now. <laughs> I didn't realise <laughs> how many companies, Australian companies, have this, what's it called, the CP... The EAP. EAP. If you're employed by a semi-large or large company, your company probably has a thing called a... EAP. EAP, which is an employee <laughs> assistance program where you can get um, free counselling yeah. paid for by your company where it's anonymous as well. The company doesn't know who goes and, and, and takes advantage of this. And I recently found that out and it's fucking brilliant. And, yeah. I, and I'm so glad that Australia has that. And I think it's great that you've brought it up and you're acknowledging it and you're saying, yep, that was a non-consensual experience for me. You know, you're voicing it, you're acknowledging it, you're letting yourself feel how you want to feel. If you need help, reach out to your friends and let people know how it honestly feels. That's why we had it as a topic, so <laughs> people can start talking about it more, and especially in LGBT spaces with other gay men to gay men and the LGBTQIA+. That's great. And just a point from, from Andrew, there are queer-specific support services as well, so yes. you know, if you're looking for something like Switchboard or whatever. The Northside Clinic yeah. is wonderful. Which one? Yeah. Switchboard. Switchboard as yeah. well is fantastic. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot. Thank you, Shane. All right, next question. I'm looking for a lady for the first time in my life. I'm looking <laughs> for a lady. Any ladies got a question at all? Or lady identifying people? Anybody? Yes, yes. Up here. Thank you. I am cool. so, sorry. Just for the recording, there. The question was: uh, We, uh, you, you guys, have discussed the fact that you have uh, not many relationships with straight men. Do you have relationships with queer women, uh, queer identifying women? Do you think there's potentially a divide between uh, gay cis men and queer women? I personally have a lot of queer friends that are women in my circle of friends because I was never super comfortable being a gay man in the gay scene, like, going to Puff Tuff and stuff, like, it just wasn't for me. I was just like, okay, I don't feel welcome in these spaces. And then, as I've said millions of times on the podcast, going to places like Honcho Disco and Unicorns, there are everybody in the LGBTQIA mm. plus spectrum, and they're all so supportive and lovely, and I love them dearly. They are my favourite, favourite people. They're the best. And there's a massive divide, for sure, like, yeah. between Absolutely. cis gay men yeah. and, and everybody friends. else. Like, like, I've only recently, in recent years, become friends with gay men. I've always just mm. had my brother yeah, as my best too. friend, yeah. and he's, like, my gay friend. Mm. And mm. then, other, besides that, just um, straight, what, like, straight females, mm. yeah. Yeah. And there's always Thornbury. There's no divide. The lesbians <laughs> are everywhere in Thornbury. <laughs> and we're friends with all of them. Yeah. And it's wonderful. The things, it's the same way JB talks about being friends with me. Yeah. I had that same realisation when I started hanging out and getting to know some of the LGBT women that live in Thornbury and in the community that I'm in. Yeah. Um, that they checked me on my privilege and I realised like, oh, I'm a, I'm a privileged person. I thought I was a triple... Mi- Triple minority thing too, but 
<laughs> I, I've got a thing, and then uh, there's some awesome, ama- I think, queer women and, and lesbians are uh, amazing people, and they run right. a great bar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree that there is a divide, uh, generally speaking, between the gay male and the gay female community. I think that it's um, heartbreaking for me. I, I love the old gay scene. I talk about DTs all the time and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Historically, that's not a thing. It's a, it's a very recent thing. There's a great documentary about the HIV or the AIDS epidemic in Sydney and um, this group of lesbians that banded together because there was all these gay men that had moved to Sydney from rural areas or even from overseas and started living in Sydney because it was this gay mecca and then the AIDS outbreak happened and this group of lesbians banded together because there was all these gay men whose families wouldn't visit. They'd cut them off. Um, They didn't care that their sons or brothers or whatever were dying. And this group of lesbians that had no moral responsibility really at the time, um, no obligation to go and look after them started doing like a, a basically a meals on wheels service helping with their medication and all that sort of oh, I'm going to cry <laughs> um, helping with all that sort of stuff and I and I think our community used to be beautifully banded together I mean a gay bar just used to be a gay bar it didn't mean a gay men's bar a gay bar it w- there was trans people there there was lesbians there it was just everybody and it's a shame that it was called a gay bar because now we say a gay bar is poof toof um, and and anything else is not a gay bar, and I hope that we get. I hope that we now with social media and stuff, we can start sort of sticking ourselves back yes. together mm. and go back to that time because it was a true community. And look yeah. at the audience we have here. Yeah, yeah. fucking look at this community. Like oh, this is a diverse <laughs> crowd, guys. Like Very give yourselves band. another round of applause. Yeah. You deserve <laughs> it. But it is, you know. <laughs> We all know the lesbians booked the tickets. Yes. They get <laughs> They're shit They're the organisers. That's why we need them. They organise shit and we come along and done. we bring the cocaine. It's, uh, <laughs> That's a beautiful It's right? how it's worked for hundreds of years and we need to go back to it. <laughs> next question. Next question. Put your hands up. Yes, sir, down the front. We'll come down here. Your name. Any question, please? Hey, guys. My name's Dean. Uh, thanks so much for tonight. I really love your show. It's great listening to it at work and... I really appreciate how candid you are about a lot of things that maybe, you know, are a little bit challenging or sticky to talk talk about with friends. I guess I can't feel somewhat conflicted about, you know, some things you've talked about tonight, you know, the conversation around consent and what that means, but then following that on with the conversation around dicks and big dicks and small dicks and boyfriend dicks and, you know, in gay culture we are so, you know, desensitised to sex so when it comes to having that conversation about what we consent to or don't consent to, it's challenging. But, yeah, we have these really, you know, open, blasé conversations about the dicks that we like and are we a dick boy or a bottom boy or... Mm. How do you guys, you know... Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I can't help but feel like it's difficult to reconcile the two parts of the, the show today and, mm. you know... Yeah, just thought if you guys maybe had some thoughts on that or... I think that's a great question. <laughs> I think it's a great that's question, yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of thought, I mean, maybe you weren't listening, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, you're right, it, it is true. There is a, there's a definite thing between consent, dick size, all that sort of stuff. I feel like for me personally, and I feel like I know these guys well enough personally um, to say that we don't carry that. What we were hoping to talk about, and I'm sorry if we didn't get it right, mm. with the dick size thing was that your dick size doesn't define your yeah. sexuality. Yeah. Your dick size is never going to change. It's one of the few things about your body that you can't change. I mean, literally vaginas no, can change. I get change. lots of emails, no. though. 
<laughs> Sorry? I said I get lots of emails. Yeah, there. I know. <laughs> Don't click on those. You're so young. Um, <laughs> dick size are literally not going to change. Your dick is going to stay the same. So just fucking embrace it and yeah, love it. And it. stop fetishizing dick sizes. It's not going to make... Hey, old queens. You know more than us. <laughs> Andrew, our uh, hey. LGBTI elder who was on the podcast a while ago. Um, You've lived, you've lived longer than us, love. Dick sizes. <laughs> only slightly than me, but dick sizes. I know, but only because I love you and I'm actually hitting on you a little bit. <laughs> dick sizes. But you know what I think about old princesses? <laughs> All right, stop flirting. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> dick sizes. Does it really actually matter? I think anybody who says it doesn't matter has never been to bed with a man with a big dick. <laughs> Not helpful. <laughs> and you, darling? <laughs> don't care. You what? Don't care. You don't care. Don't care. He's a top. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Personally, I've had some fucking great sex with micro dicks. It's fun. One, one fact you didn't uh, get to in the discussion that the, the, the Dan found in the research. The typical penis is 13.12 centimetres 5.16 inches long. So there you go. Everybody? Educational. Yes. I, I, I just wanted to address, like, one of the things I love about doing the show and the reason why I do it is because we get to mix some of those more highbrow topics and important yeah. topics like consent and racism yeah. and our experiences in the gay community with some more of the light-hearted um, areas mm. that gay men are interested in and... I've always seen it as like when it's you're a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, every week's a roller coaster. Yeah. It's like when you when your parents are hiding the vegetables in with the with the other stuff so you yeah. get to eat it. Oh yeah. Some 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 weeks we we are just going to talk about dick size because we know at the end we're going to we we really want to talk about mental health yeah. in the gay community. Yeah. And that's what I love about what Dan does with our show and and the four of us together is that we get to talk about both. And I think people listen to us for both areas. Yeah. Is for a bit of entertainment. We can be silly sometimes, but also to it reconciles for us personally because we know as well that we're speaking from our heart yeah. and with our experiences on more serious topics. Mike, yeah. you good? Mike, you good? Thank you, guys. Thank you for the question. We have got time for a couple more. Anybody else? Put your hand up. You got a question? We've got a few others. Around. Well, yes. Sorry, up the top. Up the top. One more. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> It was a survey, not a vote, but yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's say I'm a, a 20-something who's looking for a job. What fields should we be spreading our agenda into that are not already overpopulated? If I, like, if I, if I want to... Where should we Football be... Football is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. For the podcast, where should we be spreading our filthy agenda? What's the next step? That's the question. Do you know what, like... Yeah, you go. I've, I've talked too much. I'm sorry. I have opinions on everything. Marky, where are you going <laughs> to... What do you mean? It's, hairdressing's full of gays. Not okay. stand-up comedy. Sarcastic. There's enough stand-up comedians <laughs> and we don't need any more. <laughs> I think, look, if you're brave enough to come out in whatever workplace you work yeah. in, that is fucking amazing and uh, I hope your friends support you and if they don't, fucking go to HR, you, oh, sue yeah. the company 
and get like a million dollars and don't work yeah. for another ten years. That's Sorry, great. just to be, are you asking about other political agendas, like next no, issues that we need to face? No, literally, where can I get a fucking job? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah. 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 Stand-up comedians. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. yeah what? What? What occupations are lacking gay men? Jazz music. <laughs> Never shuts up. Jazz music. <laughs> Do we have any gay scientists? Is that a I thing? Think video games. Video games. Um, yeah. Gamers. Video games. Yep. Jazz yep. music. Um, You're literally listing like the gayest occupations. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts. So. I think we need more gay game developers. Yeah. Um, Guys, we need more gay everything. The, the plan is world domination. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Everything. I think. I think. The goal is like just do whatever the fuck you want, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, hopefully that is in an environment and work for it to be in an environment where you can come out. Yeah. <laughs> the goal is JB, I think. Yeah, we've got to turn to him. All right, uh, <laughs> next slide. Another question, a couple more. Anybody? Yeah. Yes, one over here. I'm going to take this. Yes, sir. Hi, uh, I'm Noah. Um, in 2019, do you guys think that there's any way for us to make a more positive and safe mental space for younger queer people? Is it 2019? <laughs> <laughs> so what um, I mean, Minus 18, I think, is the most job. fucking amazing they organization. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to explain what Minus 18 do? Well, Minus 18 provide a safe space for anybody in the LGBTQIA plus community under the age of 18. And they put on great like parties and stuff. And they also do a queer prom every single year, which is amazing, which... I was super sad that I never got to go to. Oh. <laughs> it would have been amazing. But like, they do such incredible stuff with our LGBTQIA plus youth. Like, mm. it, I, I love them. They're great. And they've yeah. started getting enough funding to now not make it just like a Melbourne CBD thing, which it was 10 oh, years ago okay. when I was younger. Um, it's now spreading out around Australia. Yeah. Um, they've now got their amazing sponsors for the ball. So I don't know if you remember a few years ago, the anti-marriage equality people did a campaign... Oh to um, buy all the tickets to the midsummer queer formal that they do for kids in year 12 that can't take their own partner to their own formal. They do a thing at the St Kilda Town Hall. Um, and so, yeah, the anti-LG, uh, anti-marriage equality people um, started a campaign where everyone would buy the tickets so the kids couldn't go. So, yeah, fucking boo. What cunts. Like, what, spending your time doing that fucking shit, like, get a fucking life. Suck dick, you'll love it. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Midsummer started this campaign hoping to sell 20 or 30 tickets, yeah. sold the entire All thing out, and have done it every year since, and it sells out every year now with LGBTI people and their supporters yeah. um, buying tickets. And not only that, they also had a whole lot of LGBTI elders who rocked up in yeah. angel wings to block the protesters that rocked up. And they, so they stood on the, the, the path um, all the way up. Someone yelling at me. No, okay, cool. Uh, uh, on the path all the way up to the venue, they had these elders standing there with angel wings blocking the protesters while the kids walked into the venue. So that's a fucking amazing organisation. But yeah, we need more. We need, we need as much as we possibly fucking can. I, mean, I would love, like... Do you remember Harold, the, the giraffe? Oh, yeah. That used to go to your school in yeah, a... Yeah, like teach you about uh, this Australian thing. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. the fuck they let yeah, us yeah, into yeah. a caravan <laughs> with a man with his hand <laughs> up a giraffe? I have no idea, but... What we need is like a gay version of that. Yeah. You can't expect every single teacher at a school to be 
enti- they should be better educated, yeah. but they're not going to be experts on LGBTI matters. And we should have people going around who are experts, mm. just checking in on the kids, That's giving it. all the kids that don't even identify as LGBTI um, notes just so they know how to handle, and they know that it's just a normal thing and helping out at every school, I think, would be great. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to call it two more questions, one from the bottom, one from the top. I know that you have a question, ma'am. Please. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sonia. Um, Hi, Sonia. Hey. Hi, Sonia. What has been the weirdest fan experience you guys have ever had? Tell me I The weirdest fan experience ever. I, don't, I haven't had a lot of weird experiences. Just like randomly like I'll be in a supermarket and I'll leave and then I'll get like a message being like hey just saw you (laughs) (laughs) okay cool yeah but that's sort of the weirdest thing that I've experienced just bumping to lots of people at (laughs) Poofdoop like dancing on podiums with them and stuff I think the weirdest one I had was being on a date once and like being a bit nervous about the date and so like nervously just checking my phone and someone had posted oh my god I just saw Luke from the gays are revolting, <laughs> and so my nerves like ratcheted up. I'm like, oh, people actually recognise us, but I don't get approached no, not as much as Tom, but I don't spend as much time at work. Yeah, like but that's Wellington. just for drugs. It's weird hanging out with Kyle. So Kyle, like, is our Southside representative. <laughs> this is bullying. <laughs> he's a poof every weekend, okay, and I ventured, <laughs> I make the trek every now and then just to show my face. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. good for publicity. Doesn't and wear it's burgundy. Weird standing next to him, and all these twinks are like, oh. <laughs> none of them are here because they spent all their money at Poof on Saturday night and have to do their Bentley race shoot tomorrow <laughs> so they can. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, they started following us. No, yeah, they started following us. <laughs> oh yeah, Bentley Ray started following yes. us. By the way, the porn site. Hey, anyway, we've made it. We've made it. So that's weird. <laughs> so weird sitting next to him, and they come up and they're like, "Oh my god, hi, oh, oh, you're so, oh, can we do a selfie?" And they see me, and they're like, "Do you need a seat?" Or <laughs> <laughs> um, but the weirdest one I had was at Wet on Wellington oh, oh. when we'd only just like recently started, and we weren't even like we had like a couple hundred people listening at yeah. the time fucked this guy and I was like oh my god I'm like I, I didn't know I was still at that standard I know we shouldn't talk about standards and stuff but fuck it he was fucking hot like. <laughs> and uh, fucked him in a cubicle and then uh, we were sort of you know wiping the cum off and <laughs> putting the towels on and I'd finished crying and um, <laughs> anyway I was like oh so uh, my name's Thomas and he goes yeah Oh, I message your podcast Instagram all the time. Uh, I'm a massive <laughs> fan. Love the podcast. Knew you weren't going to be circumcised, but I didn't mind anyway. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That is the most beautiful story. <laughs> Pain. That was lovely. All right, one last uh, question for at the top. Everybody at the top got a, one last question to round us out for tonight. Everybody, yes, one over here. Yes, go for it. Hello, Garrett from Canada. Canada. Um, And I'd only been in Melbourne for probably just a couple days before I heard about this podcast. But what are your hopes and dreams for where it will go and what it can reach? Canada. Just Canada. He's taking it back to Canada. No, we're hoping that like we get more and more listeners and more people subscribe yeah. and we hope that you all enjoy the show that we did tonight because we want to do more of them. And we love interacting with yeah. everyone. Yeah. And, and essentially we just want everyone to buy koala mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the commission, do it. Now shipping free. Uh, I mean, 
I think we've sort of talked about it. Like, look, doing a podcast in Australia is never going to make you a fortune, mm-hmm. no. and we're happy with that. Uh, we, we really fucking love hanging out. Yeah. Um, and what we would like, I, I mean, for me, we've sort of yeah. mentioned. I, I don't know if it's cheap to say this. <laughs> what we would like say is it. to be able to just go around to the gift, different gay festivals and do it around, you know, not overseas, but around Australia and New Zealand, and just sort of like do the the experience in Darwin is so fucking different to the experience in Melbourne and same as Perth and Tassie and, and uh, Adelaide and all that sort of shit. I, I would love to be able to just go to the festivals and, and do the live shows like this. Yeah. Um, nice. I love, you are our queer eye, guys. You, that's who you are. <laughs> wow. the, I remember the day when Apple decided to put us... On the oh, we got featured. the feature on iTunes, and I remember that was really impactful for me because it is one of the reasons why I do the show. Is I think also tying into the younger LGBT generation, yeah. and think oh, I just I want to keep doing this show and more people listen to it and it be more widespread, so that the next generation and the generation after that have something that's just widely available to them. Yeah. So it's on the banner in iTunes that they can go, I can listen to this show and hear some stuff about AFL. (laughs) 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 We hope you do that too. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, oh no, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what? I didn't say that, but it's that. I just... Yes, take the applause. (laughs) Oh, fuck it. (laughs) Thank you to all the questioners very much. I'm going to let you guys say one last thing to say thanks very much and goodbye, but I want to say thank you very much for having me. This has been a joy, and I think, and I'm sure you guys will do this too, but Dan, the producer, has done an amazing job on this. He's up with the sound booth. Thank you very much, Dan. Much appreciated. Please, please, please. Um, Yeah, fucking thanks so much, guys, for coming along. And uh, Dan, the guy that's sitting up in that booth there, he doesn't like attention. No. Um, But I don't know if anyone here has ever tried to do a podcast. Most podcasts last for about four weeks, and then people get bored. Dan organises us. Um, he, we suggest topics. He chooses which ones we do. He books the venue. He edits all of the podcasts. He organises all of tonight. And he's a fucking amazing person. We love you, Dan. Thank you. He's, he's also part of Pop Chops, which if you aren't yes. following, you should start following. So just one more massive round of applause for this gorgeous yes. fucking human over there. Thank you, Dan. We love you. We love you all. And we are... We are not easy people to work with. <laughs> we are very difficult. Kyle, uh, Luke, and I can't share a, a, the same studio. <laughs> no, we have to sit in separate, separate studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very difficult. Okay. Don't forget to post on our social media. Yeah. And oh yeah. Subscribe. Follow us, share if you're not around. listening already and you're here for some reason, <laughs> listen. <laughs> um, yeah. If anyone's got cocaine, we're looking. <laughs> the bar is open for hours, so yeah. please hang around, have a drink. We'll be here. And Manila was robbed. <laughs> One more time, people. Give it up for the guys who are revolting. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.